Hellbent on tour. We are on the East Coast right now. So that means if you live in the provinces of Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, or Quebec, we are playing shows in your province. We were just at the Ramowski yesterday at the Ramowski Underground. Tonight we're in Jean Quair at Rocco Bar. And then tomorrow night we'll be in Trois Rivières at Lemon Tight. And then the following night we're in Cornwall at a bar called White Knuckles, some scary biker bar. Definitely show up for that. That's going to be a good time. And then July 10th we're going to be in Waterloo, Ontario at Revive. Definitely come out and support. Come say what's up. If there's any Bannock folks out there, come say what's up to me on the road. Every little bit helps. Come shake my hand. Let's talk. Let's get into it. Now, if you aren't already, make sure that you're subscribed on all the platforms. That's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube, anything of that sort. Make sure that you're clicking that subscribe and notification bell. And make sure you're leaving comments down below and giving this video a like. That always helps me in the long run. I think you're going to like this video, though. We'll get into that after our local Ontario shows that are happening in Ontario in the month of July. July 7th to July 9th in Ottawa, we have Sitting on the Outside, Volume 4, with a ton of bands like Moratorium and Cloders, Illusion, Puffer, Blemish, Sleep Late, and many more. Go get your tickets for that. Thursday, July 7th in Hamilton at the Doors Pub, we have Hounds with Hostage, Moratorium, and Scabs Off. Friday, July 8th in Ajax, we have Rotitulus with Choices Made, Moratorium, and Golden Ohms. Saturday, July 9th in Hamilton at the Doors Pub, we have Astral Witch with Ox, Sun Below, and Old Ceremonies. Wednesday, July 13th in Ottawa at the Brass Monkey, we have Falsifier with Born Anew, Salt Wound, Soul Thief, and Nihilist. Damn it, Goldie are playing a bunch of shows this summer. Definitely go check them out when they're in your city. They're playing all over Ontario. Make sure you go check them out when they're in your city. Get, get, get to know them. Grab a shirt or something. Friday, July 15th in Toronto at Hard Luck, we have Raider with Detherius, Stench of Death, and Gland. In Ajax that night, however, at Rotitulus, we have Badger Milk, Loose Teeth, Constrain, and Doom Whale. In Oshawa that night at the Atria, we have Choices Made, Cross Dog, Poison Fountains, and Mad Murdoch. Saturday, July 16th in Toronto at the Bovine, we have Choices Made, Hounds, Cross Dog, and Golden Ohms. Thursday, July 21st in St. Catharines at the Warehouse, we have No Orphans with Sunnyside, Wish Ender, Ocular Trauma and Cohesion. That's going to be a killer show. Definitely come out to that. That's going to be bananas. Saturday, July 23rd in London at the Dome, we have Strange Ways with Reality Tonight and Evil Vision. Wednesday, July 27th in Mississauga with Botfly coming all the way from Nova Scotia with playing with Strange Limbs, Quiet Earth, and Spook the Beast. And that's at St. Louis Bar and Grill. Thursday, July 28th in St. Catharines at the Warehouse, we have Well and Wasted with The Holdouts, Deck Pissed, and New Union. That's going to be an awesome time. Those are That's a Bannock uh, show right there, so definitely come out to that. It's going to be a good one. Saturday, July 30th in Toronto at the Rock Pile, we have Get the Shot with Enemy of God, 
Born Without Hope, Offside, Twin Rivals, and Hostage. And then, of course, September 9th and 10th in Mississauga at the Hansa House, we have Damage Control and Soulless Music Promotions presents Hold Your Ground Fest 22 with Never Ending Game, Mind Force, Pain of Truth, Dare, Momentum, Gridiron, Cohesion, Cold Shoulder, Endgame, and many, 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 many more. Go get your tickets at holdyourgroundfest.com. Lots of cool shows happening in Ontario. So if you hear a show happening in your area, go out and support. Lots of bands are putting it out there now that the break is stopped and we're kind of getting all the rust off our joints there and we're making it work. Yeah, for sure. Now this episode of Banecdotes is a little bit different. This is a green room session episode that we did at the warehouse. Shoutouts to Eric Dixon in the warehouse. They're a event concert hall. So if you have any event happening and you needed a space or something, definitely reach out to warehouse and they will make something happen. Doesn't just need to be a show. If you have need a space, it is there for you. They've got a stage. We can make it work. If you want to just throw a karaoke night, definitely hit up warehouse. But we got to do a really cool green room session with Philip Anderson of Hexis, and they were from they came all the way from Copenhagen, Denmark, and I I was so glad that I got to sit down and uh, speak with them. It's a pretty quick one, just because uh, you know there's lots of things going on. Soundcheck was just about to happen, and uh, you know we were taking up the green room from the other band, so we were just trying to make it work, and it, it, it's great. Let me know what you guys think of this. This is a different kind of episode. Uh, you might see a little bit more of these now that we have more shows happening and more. Artists coming St. Catharines. Uh, cool. Yeah, let's jump into it, guys.
Welcome back, Bannock folks. You're tuning into a very special episode of Bannockdotes, a podcast that holds it down for the underground sound. We're doing a bit of a green room session. This is the first time we're doing this. This is really exciting. I have Philip here of Hexis. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? I'm good. This stuff been really fucking sick. Like way better than I expected to be. So uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm feeling very happy. That's great. Now, you folks have been on a tour uh, for quite a long. You're doing a whole month-long tour in June of all of Canada. Yeah. How crazy is that? You guys started off in Vancouver, and you're going to finish in Halifax. Actually, uh, Halifax is not the last stop. We're going to finish in St. John's. Oh, St. John's. Yeah. So, like, uh, Matt was driving us. He has, he has been driving us, like, all the way from uh, Vancouver Island. Yeah. And then uh, he's going to drop us off in Halifax, and then we're going to fly to St. John's after. Oh, so. that's exciting. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's it's have been really fun, cool so far. Is this a fr- your first time in Canada? No, like back in 2014, then we did uh, a full uh, US tour. Yeah. Where on that one we were playing three shows in Canada, like Vancouver, Calgary, and Winnipeg. But this is like our first time being in Ontario and yeah, playing all these other places. Spending the most time here. Yeah, for sure. That's so. awesome. That's awesome. You guys are working really hard at what you're doing. That's for sure. And you guys just put out a brand new full length, right? It will be out end of August. So oh, it's not out yet. Nah, so we released the uh, three singles so far. Right uh, on. And they're going to be a fourth one in a couple of weeks. So, so yeah, this is... When we planned this tour, it was kind of supposed to be the album tour or whatever uh, over in Canada. But, you know, COVID and all this stuff right. postponed everything. So it was kind of like, okay, we can postpone this tour to make it work better for the album release but it's also like maybe we're gonna postpone this tour and then it's just, just gonna be cancelled so it's like okay now there is a tour let's do it even if there's no new album yet cool so, that sounds huh. like a plan right yeah. now how long has been hex has been a band for uh 12 years but i'm wow. I'm, the, I'm the only person i've been in the band since the beginning okay so. so you're like the creative drive behind the band yeah, I guess you can say so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. And then the other guys, uh, like you, you've had Luca uh, in the band for quite a while, right? Yeah, so Luca, I've been in the band for five and a half years now. Okay. Uh, and it's actually only me and him that's like permanent members, okay. like uh, Gerd and Kenzo, which is on this tour. You're filling in on this tour. Like, uh, it's the first time Kenzo is doing a tour with us, and Gerd have done some touring with us uh, a couple of years back. So. Right on, right on. Was there any creative direction that you wanted to go with with this new record, or was it just whatever sounds good, or how did you approach writing this new record? Uh, it's a good question. I mean, I think when we started to write it, we didn't really know exactly what we wanted, but sure. we literally ended up writing music for two albums, and then we just cut it down to one. So we wrote oh. like we lo- wrote like 25 songs, and then we've wow. cut it down to 12, just to make sure that we really could pick and choose like what what will what will be a good record for us so who if if uh so i'm sorry their names are slipping right man if your drummer and uh guitarist uh are just hired for tours who do you have playing on the record so on the record it was of course me on vocals yep. then uh look on bass mm-hmm. then uh, a guy called uh, Dele from he lives in denmark like i do as well he actually wrote this whole new record with us oh really and then on drums, uh, we have a guy called Felix. He's from Germany. Uh, so, like, when we wrote the whole record, we were writing everything on a computer. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the months before going into the studio to record it, we all met up to, like, jam out the songs a lot of times to kind of give it a more, uh, what would we call it, human feeling to it. Sure. Yeah. So, like, the guy Felix, you know, I've been knowing him for, like, did some touring with us all the way back in 2014. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, we needed a drummer, and then we decided to ask if he wanted to uh, record the album. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. 
was it always a goal to to, to tour Canada? Like, because uh, you only did the three shows before, did yeah. that just leave you like leave him wanting more to uh, to, come, to come to Canada? Uh, I mean, the reason why we ended up playing Canada eight years ago that was you know we uh, we toured with a band called Primitive Man. That's right. Yeah, huge and, band. Uh, yeah, like back then they were like a pretty new band. They have only been around for a couple of years, but yeah, now they're like a huge name. Uh, but back then, you know, it was the singer of Primitive Man. He booked the tour, and actually, when I'm thinking thinking back at that tour, the Canadian shows were actually better than the U.S. shows. Really? I think, I think so. Yeah, I remember like the shows being more well visited than a lot of the U.S. shows. Oh, so I was cool. kind of like, okay, it's it was it was a nice experience playing over here. And then a few years after that, I saw that. Uh, Ken Mode and Full of Hell did a full Canadian tour. Wow. Uh, and also saw a couple of other bands doing it. So that just made me think like, oh, maybe we should try to do that. You know, I mean, I have to say like we had a lot of bad experience in the US. Really? I mean, we also had some good shows, but sure. like we played a lot of shows over there, which, yeah, I don't know, not too many people showed up. Okay. And with Canada, it have just been like the complete opposite. Like, really? We had like, on this tour, we had like way better turnouts than what I will have hoped, hoped for. So... So I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe we are just lucky. Or I, I don't know. Like, but Canada have been like a really nice experience for us. That's awesome. That's so. awesome. So, what has it been like growing up in Copenhagen? Now, as someone as a Canadian, um, typically uh, Copenhagen, at least at least in Canada, is kind of known as like a party destination, tourist de- uh, destination. What was it like growing up there and actually finding yourself getting into like metal? I actually uh, live one hour from Copenhagen. Oh, okay. So, sure. But I mean, I, even if I live one hour from Copenhagen, I've been spending a lot of time there. Like, mm-hmm. since I was a kid, I started to go to shows yep. there. But I think, I mean, that if you like to party, Copenhagen is definitely the <laughs> the perfect city to spend your time in. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, what I notice over in Canada is like a lot of place. I mean, pretty much every place is closed down pretty early. Yeah. Like in... Uh, in Copenhagen, you can literally party until you know a lot of places close. maybe five in the morning, but then <laughs> but then when these places are closed, like new places are opening, so you can party, continue to party. Really, yeah. that's funny. That's yeah. funny. So like I, I would say like you know even after traveling the whole world, like still I mean if I want to party, probably my favorite place is still Copenhagen. Still Copenhagen. Yeah. Now correct me if I'm wrong. They only get a couple hours of darkness, right? In is that how? Yeah. No, it's it's kind of like over. Oh, there. it's, it's yeah. oh, okay. I'm I, completely I, wrong. <laughs> I, I think you're thinking about Iceland, maybe. Uh, it must be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> over, over in Iceland, you know, it it you know it depends what time of the year, but sometimes of the year it's just like only light a couple of <laughs> of hours a day. Oh boy. Yeah. So, where is the furthest you folks have played from home? Uh, New Zealand, I think. New Zealand. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. What happened in New Zealand? Uh, I mean, we had some really sick shows over there. Like, uh, definitely also one of my favorite countries to play in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like I remember, like going home from there on the latest tour we did, we played the last show on the 22 December. Yeah. Uh, and it took me 36 hours to get home. Really? Yeah. Holy so I, I, I arrived home just for Christmas, and I was so fucking destroyed after not sleeping <laughs> for one and a half day. Yeah, and, I guess. Yeah, eh? yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's yeah, New, New, New Zealand is super sick. I, as soon as this album is out, uh, which is in a couple of months, then we really gonna start to dig into options to go back there again. That's super cool. So, now how did you get into metal growing up? I think like I mean, my father have have always been listening to like bands like I mean, his favorite band is actually Black Sabbath. So, oh yeah? yeah, nice, nice. So I guess like since I was a kid, you know, he was listening to all these vinyls and all this stuff, and then. Uh, I remember, like, when I was a teenager, I saw a Melvin Manson music video, and that Ooh. made, like, a huge impression on me. Yeah. And then 
from there on, you know, I started to dig into Slipknot, Korn, all these bands. After a couple of years, I stumbled upon uh, a, pro a couple of metal corn hardcore bands, and from there on, the snowball were just rolling, I guess. That's cool. And then, how did Hexes form? Um, it was Hexes. So, I had another band before that one, okay. which, uh, you know, it was just like a band in my small hometown, nothing really serious. And uh, that band kind of broke up mm -hmm. uh, and right before the band broke up we actually just got a new drummer in the band so it was kind of like that band broke up and me and that new drummer in mm -hmm. that band we wanted to start something new and he knew a guitarist I knew a bass player and then you know everything was pretty natural and then yeah we started that band uh, and everything was kind of natural I guess like the the more the years went on, I wanted to do it even more, I guess, like do more and more touring and some labels wanted to release some of the music on vinyl and that also made me quite excited, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah. super stoked. Yeah. You've been going at it for 12 years. Yeah. Damn, so, oh, yeah. that's crazy.
We could probably jump into some anecdotes right now, though. Um, so what are some of the wildest stories you have from being in Hexus, whether it's on the road, in the studio, or anything in between? Uh, one time I almost died. Well, we played a concert. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. do tell. Okay, okay so, uh, of, no, actually a second European tour, we were playing in Serbia. And back then, you know, I was drinking a lot when we were touring. Sure. So uh, right before we played, I was drinking a half bottle of uh, vodka. <laughs> yeah. And I got pretty drunk and we played this venue where there was this uh, chain going from the stage to the top of the roof. Okay. Like three, four meters up. And in the middle of the set, because I was quite drunk, I decided it was a good idea to crawl all the way to the top and hang upside down while I was screaming. Yeah. And the whole chain broke. Uh-oh. So I flew down, first smashed through a whole table, and it hit the, uh, the ground like this. So I blacked out for like, I don't Jesus know. Jesus Christ. The, 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 I mean, the whole concert stopped, and uh, the <laughs> other guy thought I was dead. Holy so I was shit. just laying there apparently for 20 minutes with the white out of my eyes. And uh, whoa, we went Serbia and everybody were drunk. So nobody of us could really drive to the hospital. So, oh my God. And everybody also told me like going to the hospital in Serbia is a really bad idea. So why is that? You know, it's a very poor country. Okay. And uh, I think the probably the, how to say like, the hospitals over there is maybe not working as well as sure. some of the more rich countries yeah. in uh, Europe. So... Uh, I woke up the next day and we drove to the hospital and, you know, I, from that thing that happened, I got a um, fractured skull. Wow, you fractured your yeah, skull. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, so I ended up spending, I think, a week at that hospital where I, Oh my where God. It was uh, fucking horrible. I remember like watching uh, Richie Rich in Hungarian and stuff like that on the TV. <laughs> 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 that's that crazy was, yeah and get it, eating a lot of food i didn't like at all but so the thing was like you know i had an insurance mm-hmm. so uh they were kind of like okay stay down there we're gonna come and pick you up and get you back to denmark and all that kind of stuff but then because apparently because i had been drinking alcohol then he didn't want to do anything really yeah so uh, literally my father and uh, another guy from my family they drove 24 hours from denmark to hungary picked me up and got me back home again wow and then i spent i think another three weeks in bed and yeah. also you know when you have a fractured skull you cannot really watch tv or anything you can't look at screens yeah and then uh, i remember my doctor told me i have to be in bed for one month and that exactly months when that was over, we had a new show booked. So like my first day out of bed, I the other guys picked me up and we drove to Sweden to play show. Holy shit, dude! <laughs> That's some that, dedication. That, that the, yeah, I mean, I should. I remember that show was very tough to play. Like after spending a whole month in bed, but yeah. at the same time, you know, at that point, okay, it's a month now. You're allowed to leave bed, so okay, I can play now. I wow. guess. Wow, did you so. get? Do you have to get like stitches for that or? Yeah, I think so. I can't remember, but uh, yeah, it's, it's like it's a long time ago. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was pretty crazy. When was that? That was in 2011. Oh, okay, so, so quite a while now. Yeah, like before that tour, we had done like a small five days around Scandinavia, but that was like the first real uh, European tour we did. Damn. So I fractured your skull. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm kind of ha- you know I've been through a lot of crazy stuff. I guess I should be happy that I still can talk and walk and my my body is functioning i guess (laughs) as long as it's functioning right now actually i wanted to share anecdotes with the audience uh uh, and how we initially met each other like the first time we met now of course it's no secret that uh my uh, the basis of my band hellbent matt breezy he's doing he's driving you guys all over uh canada for this tour and uh you know i was 
I was completely by myself on Saturday night. Uh, I was just enjoying a nice fire by myself, and I, I randomly just hit Matt up and just kind of said, like, how's day 18? Because you guys have been at it for so long. And he was just like, you know, it's kind of rough. We're playing Hamilton. And then, you know, I had had a couple beers, and I'm like, oh, do you guys have any you have somewhere to stay tonight? And he, he's like, no, actually, we don't. And I was like, okay, well, um, you guys can stay at my place. I've I got some bunk beds. Uh, i got some couches. We could totally make this work. Uh, and then he's like, oh, cool. That's awesome. You just might know that we're going to probably be heading out at like last call, 3 o'clock in the morning. I was like, that's fine. That should be good. A couple hours went by. I was still talking to him. And the drinks had hit me pretty hard at this point. So I was like, I think I need to rest my eyes. I said, Breezy, I'm going to set an alarm. But call me relentlessly um, when you get to my house. I, I will definitely 100% let you in. Uh, so I went downstairs and I passed out and I slept through like 11 alarms or something like that. Breezy uh, had called me quite a few times. <laughs> I mean, I remember when we got there, I think like it was just like a few minutes before your alarm was supposed. So I think it was still OK. You know, you were still waking up on time. I was really uh, uh, I was really dazed out. But I, I, I woke up and, you know, you guys were showing up and I greeted you folks outside and I let you guys come in. And then uh, uh, my dog was uh, losing his mind. I have a small uh, chihuahua and, uh, of course, woke up my wife. My wife is like, what is happening? Who is coming over? And I didn't tell my wife at all that you guys were ah, staying over. Okay. <laughs> yeah, thanks for letting us stay. Yeah, no nice worries. Uh, so she was a little ticked off at first when I, when I woke her up. But then, uh, you know, once I explained the situation to her and that you guys had nowhere to go, she was more than okay than having yeah. you guys. But yeah, being woken up to like four or five guys that she had never met in her entire life just walking into the house. <laughs> it was quite crazy. So what other stories do you have from being in Hexus? What other crazy stuff do you have cooked up? Oh, I'm trying to think. Okay, another story that's come to my mind. So we did this tour in, we were in Asia for two months. Where, sorry? A Asia, around Asia. Oh, cool. We, we literally spent one month only in Indonesia. Nice. And we took 25 flights in these. Uh, really? Yeah, and like probably the longest of the flights we were supposed to take was one day we had to fly for like 20 hours. Wow. And that exact day before, I was stupid to get drunk as fuck and I missed my flight. Oh so, no! Yeah, so the other guys uh, ended up playing a show without me and I woke up some random place in town and didn't know where I was and <laughs> I had to just get as fast as I could into the airport and I, yeah, that was a horrible one. <laughs> now you've toured Asia like completely DIY on your dime, eh? Yeah, yeah. That must be insane. So is there any other stories you got from uh, touring and playing uh, some of that like heavy metal stuff in those... Asian countries? Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, just in general, like, I would say, like, Asia and, es and especially Indonesia was super crazy. Like, you know, some of these cities we played over there, like, remember we played, like, a small city on a Monday night. There's some kind of outdoor area and, like, 500 kids shows up. Really? Yeah. Uh, That's insane. Have you played Japan before? Yeah, we did that two times before. How was that? Uh, it was really cool. I would say the first time was probably better than the second time. I feel like... With the first show we did over there, everything was a little better planned, maybe. Like, yeah. uh, we had, like, when we did the first tour, we had, like, a Japanese release. And the tour was more spread out around the country. Where the second thing we got, the, th the second uh, tour we did over there was booked a with a little more of a short notice. So, it ended up being, like, a lot of shows in the same cities. Like, we played, I think, maybe five shows in Tokyo oh, okay. which is a little too much you know I, I, I think it's better maybe to play less shows in the same city sure. so you have like more people coming right. out 
So, but it was still cool. I mean, like, obviously the nice uh, thing about playing five shows in the same town is that you have a lot of time to chill and right. see the city. So, yeah. in, in, in that sense, it was cool. But, uh, yeah, like, Japan uh, was really cool. And we also, also another country we have been doing, which have been really nice to us, have been uh, Taiwan. We went there two times. Oh, cool. Yeah, that had also been super nice. And philippines and i think like actually like uh, i will say most of asia have been really good to the us. philippines that would have been a cool time yeah uh, i work with a lot of filipinos so. okay yeah <laughs> but yeah also like the shows over there especially manila was really well, yeah that was really fun cool yeah that's cool i remember that that show was like probably one of the best merch sales we ever had we sold so fucking much merch over there damn which which we didn't really expect you know it's like you know it's it's not a super rich country so right but i remember people bought shit a lot of stuff over there hey that's always good yeah that's super nice do you have any pre-show rituals uh, not really. I mean, uh, I actually stopped drinking alcohol now, but usually it was like for me, like before I played a show, like smash a lot of beers uh, and then just play. And now I don't know. I'm just like sitting and selling merch until they're playing <laughs> and then I I play and then it's cool. <laughs> so nothing. Uh, what about Luca? Does Luca have any pre-show rituals? <sighs> nah, not really. I think he's just drinking a couple of beers. Sure, and sure, then, sure. Yeah. Just making sure the equipment's, you know, tuned and yeah. everything like that. Yeah, he actually, uh, now we have like a new life set up with a lot of new light stuff and stuff like that. So now we have a lot more responsibility for making all that working. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, what's your go-to gas station snack when you're on the road? Hmm. Let's, let's, let's narrow it down to Canada because you guys have played okay. everywhere. On this tour specifically, what have been your go-to grab? What have you been getting at the gas stations? So, okay, something I've been very excited about, you know, I, I always really like Mountain Dew. And over <laughs> here, you have a lot of different variants. <laughs> That's right. So, like, every time when I'm going there, like, to take an example, like, I think I've tried all of them now. But then the other day, I was at a gas station and I found one I haven't seen the other places. <laughs> so, it's just like uh, Mountain Dew most of the time. And nice. if there's a new variant, then I want to try that one. Did you try the Flaming Hot Mountain Dew yet? Not that one, but oh, I, I, think Matt, Matt, uh, I think it was Matt told me that you had, yeah, had it, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, what, what, yeah. If I can find it, then uh, I'm gonna try and score one for you, so you can yeah. have one tonight. Yeah, okay, sure. We'll try and get the footage of it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. oh, what we got? What we got? Don't worry. Stuck and stayed it, stayed it down Yo, fella. That mask yeah. is still in there. Yeah, yeah I need to pick that up. Oh wait, wait, wait. Even cooler. I got you the flaming hot. Okay, yeah, I want to try that one later. Right, we'll get you. We'll get you. We'll get a reaction of him drinking that. Is it awesome? Did they got yeah, a like it? Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Where did you buy this one? I just had the gas station. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad, eh? It's got a little bit of a. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> but I think like my favorite one is probably the blue one. I think it was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Baja Blast. Yeah, yeah. Is that what it is? No. Uh, I can't, can't remember, why. but also yeah, that one uh, that you have made together with Taco Bell is nice. Is nice. Yeah. Yeah. One, yeah. <laughs> now let's say Hexus is at the level of Metallica. You guys are selling out arenas. You guys are doing massive numbers. Yeah. What is in the green room waiting for you? What's on the rider? You have an unlimited budget. It's your rock star dream rider. What would be there? A uh, shitload of Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And Baja Blast, right? Yeah, yeah. You gotta have like I fucking love Taco Bell. I'm so happy about it. I'm seeing it everywhere. <laughs> Did you have Taco Bell at home? 
Not in Denmark, no. Like that, I think like in Europe, it exists in Spain, the UK, and there's maybe two in Germany and one in another country. There's only two in Germany? Yeah. <laughs> maybe three. I mean, I haven't checked for a couple of years, but sure. I remember like before with the pandemic, I locked it up and I could only see three in uh, all of Germany. Now, someone who's toured a lot and someone who I can assume likes Taco Bell, is there a significant difference from the different countries that you've had Taco Bell in? Hmm, I think it tastes kind of the same. I mean, what I actually heard from uh, a guy I know who lives at Iceland, he said that it's very different over there, but okay. I haven't tried it there, so I, I don't really know what the uh, difference is between the two. Yeah, is, is there a Taco Bell in Japan? Have you had one in Japan? No, I don't think so. No, like, I, I think like of all places I've tried Taco Bell, like here, yeah. the US, <laughs> Spain, and the UK, that's kind of like the, the places. Cool, so. cool. All right, so I've only got one more question for you, but it's a big one. I need you to list off your top five favorite bands of all time. If you can't give me five, you can give me three. If you can't give me your favorite bands, you can give me the bands that you're listening to right now. Okay. Uh, number one, Nine Inch Nails, maybe? Yeah. yeah. Right on. Yeah. Trent Reznor. Yeah, that, I think he's probably my biggest idol in the whole world. Yeah, he's I, super yeah. cool. Um, and Celeste as well. I can't really decide, like, Celeste, Nine Inch Nails, and the top one. Sure. Uh, and what else? What else? Um, I'm trying to think. Also, a band I'm super stoked on at the moment is a band called Ofen. Ofen? Yeah, it's like uh, some kind of... I mean, the two singers used to play in a band called Strangled. Okay. So it's kind of like... Uh, what's it called? Like maybe modern metalcore, but nice. with, with some slam elements as well. There you go. Uh, and what else? What else can I come up with? Um... I also want to say Melvin Manson, but at the same time, all these stories going on around him. That, right. Yeah. But musically, I mean, it's then it had like a big impact on my life. Huge sure. influence, yeah. right? Yeah. And what else? What else? I'm trying to think. Little Peep. The, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Little Peep. Yeah, he have actually every uh, for the last three years on my Spotify, he have been the most played artist. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I love all this uh, SoundCloud rap. That's right. definitely my thing. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. Now, I know you're only about halfway through this tour, but has there been any Canadian bands that stuck out with you that you've been playing with, that you got to play with? Yeah, so when we played in Vancouver, we played with this uh, sludge doom band called, I think, Heron or something like that. Okay. It was like super heavy stuff. Like The vocals remind me a little of the band Carnate, which is also cool. a band I love. And then, yeah, just super heavy stuff without being... I will say like, I, I kind of feel like with the whole doom slut genre there, I mean, the majority of it, I don't like at all. I want it, for me to like it, it just have to be super fucking heavy and, and evil. Nice. And that band had that thing going on, so. Cool. It, it maybe remind. I want to say it reminded me a little of Thou, which is actually also a band I want to put into my top there five There you go, list. there you yeah. go. I don't know why I forgot about that band, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like very, very heavy stuff, so. Cool. Right on. Well, I think you're in for a treat tonight with all the local bands that are playing with uh, Deciphering the Pale, Temple of Night, Cothra. Have you seen Trauma Model yet, or is this the first night with them? I think it's the first. Is that, is that the Mush Band that's playing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's told me some good things about yeah, these guys. They're yeah. super heavy, so yeah. hopefully you'll enjoy that. Um, do, uh, do you want to roll out all the social medias and let everyone know where to go to check out Hexus? Uh... We are on Facebook, Spotify, Bandcamp. We have a website, hexasband.net, I think it is. And cool. Yeah. And do you have anything else you want to give a plug or shout-outs to? Uh, we have a new album coming out soon, so listening to that one when it's out. Cool. Yeah. Well, you heard it there. Awesome, folks. Take it easy, guys.
Thank you.